What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I don't think many people would disagree that Chicago Bulls season has gotten off to a rough start, maybe even rougher than some people would have expected. And it starts with two of the Bulls' best players in Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, who are in large part having two of the worst starts to seasons that they ever had. We're going to talk about that, plus we're going to talk about the Bulls still wanting to keep P-Will long-term, and exactly what's going into the Bulls' offensive woes, and can they correct it today as they start a three-game homestand against the Utah Jazz? We're going to talk about all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly than that, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And so, we're going to start off talking about Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, and specifically more so Zach Levine. We're going to focus on then DeMar in this. Zach Levine is off to one of the worst starts in, his, in, in the history of his career. And it's out of time. Yes, he did start off with a back injury, and we do – you know, we do want to acknowledge that that we already know that Zach Levine, when he's not 100%, he, he, he doesn't play the best, right? But these numbers are even more concerning when you quite look at it. And I think that when you look at the Bulls and them trying to kind of dig themselves out of this hole, specifically offensively, it's, it's quite concerning how Zach Levine has been playing so far. So let's just go over the numbers, right? So far, uh, Zach Levine is shooting the second worst field goal shooting percentage of his career. The last time he had a field goal shooting percentage this bad was the 2017-18 season, which I believe was his first year here in Chicago, right? And so it's been a tough start to the season for Zach Levine. It just has been. Zach Levine has, you know, started off shooting the ball extremely bad. It's just, it's been bad overall, right? It's it's his worst uh, shooting percentage from the field, worst from three three-point shooting percentage. So right now he's shooting the ball 40.8% from the field, 408 uh, And like I said, the last time he he start, he had a, a shooting percentage that bad was all the way back in 2017-18 when it was 38.3%. And that was his first year in Chicago, and we already know he was coming back from ACL injury at that point in time. He's also shooting the worst three-point shooting percentage of his career thus far, and that's at 31%. He hasn't shot that. Even his rookie year when he was not a volume three-point shooter, he did not shoot the three ball at that bad of a percentage. He's averaging the lowest amount of assists that he's had in his career so far, albeit through, through, um, through seven games. And he's also shooting the worst true shooting percentage of his career. He's not the only one. We'll talk about that with DeMar as well. We already talked about it with Vooch before. But he's shooting a 53.2 true shooting percentage. Keep in mind, Zach Levine for the previous four years had a true shooting percentage over uh, in the 60s. So it's qu- it's been quite a rough start to the season for Zach Levine. And it's not blaming everything on him as far as our offensive concerns. But a lot of it, a lot of it is there with Zach Levine who is probably your most versatile offensive scorer. Now, I'm not even saying the best, but even then, he is the most versatile offensive weapon that the Chicago Bulls do have. 
be able to score out in the three-point range, in the mid-range, and get to the rim. Now, one thing with Zach that he is doing so far is he is getting to the free throw line, the best percentage that he has in his career. So um, that's that's good, and that's encouraging, right? Uh, it actually dropped off last game, but prior to last game, he was averaging the most free throw attempts he was in his career. So that's something that we want to see Zach Levine do consistently because that's how you, when your shot isn't falling, that is how you can put bo- points on the board and easy points at that. But we need to see better from Zach Levine. There's no, to make no mistake about it, we need better from Zach. We need better from Zach. And so as the health improves over the season from Zach Levine, um, I hope that we start seeing his output in, improve a lot. And then outside of just the numbers of it all, Zach Levine just has not made the right basketball IQ decision down tough stretches of game. Now, again, that's another thing that's been plaguing the team as a whole. But yeah, we came into the season understanding, at least me, I've been saying, I, the thing that I wanted to see most from Zach Levine this season wasn't averaging the, the most points uh, that he has or anything like that. It was just in the right moments, in the moments, be the reason why we win games, right? Step up in those type of moments that we really haven't had to see a lot from Zach. It's been DeMar since this team has come together, and we haven't seen that either. And so when you look at the struggles of the Chicago Bulls, when you have your, your either 1A or 1B, however you look at it as far as offensive option, having the worst start to his career that he's ever had and shooting some of the worst percentages, it makes sense why the Bulls' offense has been as bad as what it is. But then you look at the other player, and, and DeMar DeRozan, and it hasn't been much better with DeMar either. DeMar is having the worst shooting percentage that he's had since 2014-15. We're talking about almost a decade. He's shooting the ball at 43.9% overall from the field. Also, when it, when it, I'm not going to put three-point shooting percentage on there because we know DeMar DeRozan has never been a volume three-point shooter, right? So I'm not even going to hold that against him. But one thing that DeMar does do well is get to the free throw line, and he's not only having one of the worst free throw rates that he's had in his career, he's also shooting the worst free throw shooting percentage since 2017-18 and the worst true shooting percentage since 2014. Again, we've not seen DeMar DeRozan have a start to the season like this in almost a decade. And those are things that are really adding on to how rough it's been for the Chicago Bulls offense. And so, you know, in yesterday's day, uh, mailbag episode, we talked about, you know, are, is the front office delaying the inevitable <clears throat> in avoiding making a, a tough decision about this core? And so you have to look at this and say, on top of, you know, this core playing, being the healthiest three-player three uh, rotation in the league last season, right, playing the most of that, being the healthiest, playing the most minutes together, and just barely having a positive point differential. This is not an indictment on the players themselves, but the fit of the players overall, and you have to start looking at that. And then on top of that, the slow start. Now, you hope that the, the, that the slow start is going to start coming out. And when you look at the Chicago Bulls' offensive rating so far as a team, you hope that with DeMar and Zach kind of getting more in rhythm, DeMar DeRozan's already said as well, listen, we're going to get this thing together, right? We're going we're gonna to eventually work it out. And yes, seven games into the season, there's still more than enough time to do it. But we just haven't seen kind of the signs that that's going to happen for this version of the Chicago Bulls team. Now, let's look at the offensive ratings for the team overall. Right now, the Chicago Bulls have a 106.2 offensive rating. That's 26th in the league. Our net plus minus is, not, is negative 8.8, which is 28th in the league. We're averaging the most turnovers in the league right now at 12.1. Our assists per game, 21 assists per game. That's 29th in the NBA. Our pace, we're running the offense at a pace of 97.4. Again, 29th in the NBA. Three-point attempts per game, 26. We're averaging 30 three-point attempts per game. Shout out to getting that up. But again, doesn't matter if you're not hitting it at the right clip. 
Our three-point makes per game, we're averaging making only 9.4 three-pointers per game. That's 28th in the NBA. And our free throw attempts per game is 21st in the NBA. So right now, in every category that makes an efficient offense, the Chicago Bulls are towards the bottom of the league. And so when you look at the, the struggles that the Chicago Bulls have had so far, specifically offensively, right? We have our struggles defensively. We may talk about that some on tomorrow's episode as well. But overall, right now, the Chicago Bulls are just flat out struggling in every aspect of the offensive game of basketball. And it's, and it's made even worse when, you're, when your top two offensive players for the last three years are also having sluggish starts to the season. Now, am I saying that to say that, hey, the Bulls can maybe turn this thing around? Maybe the Bulls do work this out and we come in and we start playing better offensively and we just look like a much better offensive team. I'd say there's been very few signs of that, right? And I think that ultimately the Bulls have to change what they're doing some. They have to execute better, which is something that we've said. Take care of the ball better. Shoot the ball better. Eventually, you do hope that the regression to the mean, you're going to get back to kind of the averages of these players, right? And I know I left Nikola Vucevic off here because we talked about him before, but just for the nature of talking about the core three altogether, Nikola Vucevic is shooting the ball at a 48% clip right now. Now, I wish I could say that that was the worst that he's had in a decade, but his first season here in Chicago, he shot it at 47% from the field. So there you go, right? Uh, his three-point shooting percentage is 31%, which is, again, bad like, like it was in 2021 that we're seeing from him, seeing the rebounds go up, things like that. But, again, pretty bad. And then when you look at the true shooting percentage for Nikola Vucevic as well, he's shooting the, uh, he has a true shooting percentage of 52%, which is good enough. It's his worst start since 2021-22, which we know that was a rough season for Vooch. That was when Vooch was like trying to be this volume three-point shooter that he's never been. But outside of that, 2017 was the last time he had one worse than that. So it's been a rough start to the efficiency of this core three. And we know that offensively they are such big parts of what we do. And then you factor in the struggles of players like Patrick Williams. And now, you know, we're bringing in Torrey Craig. He's really bringing some good energy for us so far. But the Chicago Bulls offense needs to be something that they absolutely need to look to work out and fix. Because our defense, it steps up in moments. Our defense, we still need, we're, 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 we're like 28th in the league in defense now too, which is bad as well. So we're struggling in every facet of it right now. So when you look at the Bulls' slow start, there's a couple of different factors that go into that. And you have to ask yourself, can the Bulls really fix this? There's time to fix it, but can the, is it realistically going to happen? We'll see, man. We'll see. Let me know your guys' thought kind of seeing and hearing all those numbers. Did it change your view on anything? Did it kind of bring some shocking kind of things to you? Let me know what you guys think on all that down below. But coming off of that, uh, Billy Donovan recently had, um, you know, in, in one of the post-game conferences, talked about Patrick Williams and, you know, him wanting to see Patrick Williams stay around and kind of the desire of the front office as well. Um, we're going to go ahead and play that. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. That clip now. Whatever the conversations are with Arturis and Mark and, and Patrick's representation, it, it will be, right? But I do feel inside the organization, we all feel, including our tourists and Mark ourselves, I think our team, I do as a coach, that, you know, at 22 years old, he's got the potential and the ability to be a really, really good player. And I would say if he was not here and he evolved into what you're talking about, I would not be surprised, right? right? I just wouldn't. Um, you know, I think I got asked before the first game of the year about Shea, was I surprised? No, I think when you're with a player um, for a period of time coaching them, you can kind of maybe see a runway and I think to everybody's point, you know, you want to see things happen a little bit faster. How all those dynamics and what those conversations are like between the front office and, and, and Patrick's, I, I don't, I'm not like in, involved in all that stuff. I do know that the goal is to have Patrick here for the long term. That, that, that I would say has been pretty consistent all the way through. And so Billy Donovan saying that, and I love that he pointed out when he was even asked about Shea, was he surprised with the, with the growth that Shea's had? He says no. Even, you know, saying that, would I be surprised if Patrick Williams goes somewhere else and we see him turn into the player that we want? He said no. And I think that that is really why this Chicago Bulls team, and that's why, you know, with a lot of uh, Bulls fans now saying, especially in postgame shows, like, trade Pat, trade Pat, trade Pat. Pat is going to be here at 22 years old. They're going to lock him in. Like I said, it may be a shorter-term deal, but they're going to try to lock him in to see if they, that, that potential hits. They do not want to risk. And I, and I understand why Bulls fans are frustrated by this. Let me be clear. This isn't one of those things where I'm saying, hey, Bulls fans, you're wrong for being frustrated. No, the dip of Patrick Williams has been real, right? And the things that Patrick Williams usually does well, we're seeing him do worse all the way around, right? Patrick Williams already being somebody who do, didn't shoot the ball a lot, but shot it at a purely pretty good percentage. When you look at Patrick Williams' career, first year in the league, 48% from the field. Second year in the league, 52%, albeit that was 17 games. Third year in the league, 46%. This year, so far, 32% overall from the field, and he's taken less shots. Patrick Williams hasn't taken this low of shots since his second year. And again, we already said it. That was the first year of DeMar coming here, first year of Lonzo Ball. He only played 17 games that year. He was taking six shots per game in 2021-22. He's taking 6.1 shots per game, and he's hitting that at a 32% clip. And the three-point range is even worse. Our best three-point shooter by percentage last year, 41%, 16% so far this year, Patrick Williams shooting the ball at. And he's taking 3.4 per year, the same amount that he took last year, the highest in his career, tied for the highest in his career. The dip that Patrick Williams has been on is, is, is real in every major statistical category. And his defensive rating as well is a 113.7. So right now, Patrick Williams is struggling. Now, I do understand the front office and their reluctance to allow a player to walk away that is still so young and still has so much of the game left ahead of them. They just got a player development staff, so maybe they're going to try to use that as a way to really kind of jumpstart some of what we have yet to see from Patrick Williams, but he's probably going to be here. And I know that that's not what, uh, to the chagrin of a lot of Bulls fans right now and what they don't want to see. A lot of Bulls fans want to see change. And some want to see change just for the sake of change, but a lot want to see change because they're tired of waiting on players to develop that just don't. But we are facing off against one of those players today in the Utah Jazz and Laurie Marketing, which we're going to preview soon. But I wanted to play this clip and talk about this for a while to make sure that everybody realizes there's a high probability 
Patrick Williams is still here and still here for a little while, right? And so when you look at the next deal for Patrick Williams, if I'm the Chicago Bulls, I'm thinking a three-year deal is perfect, right? And that may be perfect for both sides. It puts Patrick Williams, the next time that he would be negotiating for a contract, it would put him at 25 years old, right? Entering his prime, meaning if he uses the next three years, if they do give him a three-year deal to really develop, he has the chance to sign a large deal before he enters his prime, but he got to show some things. Now, it's been better over the last two games. I want to be clear in that. Coming off the bench seems like Patrick Williams may be a little bit more calmer, maybe less expectations, or maybe he did just motivate him, right, to play to play a little bit better. But at the end of the day, it's still not the type of numbers where you're looking at a player to sign big money. Over, we're talking about Patrick Williams improving, right, improving. And in the game against Brooklyn, for example, he shot 66% uh, percent from the field, taking six free throws. I mean, not free throws, taking six shots. He scored 10 points, five rebounds, one assist, one block. That's a pretty solid stat line for a player coming off the bench. And then in, in the game against Denver, he played 28 minutes, some of the most minutes he's played since the, since the start of the season. Matter of fact, it is the most minutes he's played since the first game of the season. Um, he took seven shots. He went two for seven from the field, seven points, three rebounds, three assists, two, two blocks, and one steal. Again, not amazing, but solid for a bench player. But you have to ask yourself the question, you can't just be happy with your fourth, fourth overall pick turning into a bench role player. So that's another tough thing that the Bulls have to look at and really answer going forward uh, in this, you know, in the rest of the season leading up to a player that's shaping up and that's that's getting about to get a contract extension. So maybe Patrick Williams is going to be quite humbled in what he's kind of offered. And even if he's able to go out there and find his own deal out on the market, I guess we'll see with that. But let's talk about this game tonight against the Utah Jazz. The Bulls face uh, the Utah Jazz. We start a three-game homestand. Hopefully being at home for this long helps the Bulls kind of come out of some of this the struggle. And they're facing a team that is definitely a winnable, winnable game against the Utah Jazz. The Jazz right now are the seventh worth shooting team in the league per field goal percentage. They're 15 in three-pointers uh, per game. They are third best at rebounds per game, though. And they are, they are allowing the fifth most points in the NBA on the defensive side of the ball. What does that mean? Those are things that the Bulls can take advantage of, right? The rebounding is a little bit concerning because we know we're a better team. We're able to get boards, get out in transition, things like that. So the Bulls are really going to have to fight for every single uh, rebound that they get. But the, the the Jazz not being a solid uh, field goal shooting team and a, a middle-of-the-pack three-point shooting team, it means that the Bulls' defense has a, a, a chance and an ability to, if they lock in, to, to take advantage of that. But they have to shoot the ball effectively themselves, right? And so... Also, with the Utah Jazz not being a good defensive team, maybe this can be one of those games where the Chicago Bulls use this to jumpstart their own offense, which has been in the absolute toilet. The Utah Jazz have one 20-point-per-game score, and that's Laurie Marketing, averaging 23.3 points per game. He's also averaging 9.3 rebounds per game over that time, and those are things, again, it's good to see Laurie have that type of, um, have that type of season, but let's be clear, the Jazz come in with the exact 2-5 and five record that the Chicago Bulls have. And while a lot of Chicago Bulls fans talk about this growth of Laurie Markkinen, it hasn't been one that's led to wins for the team that he's on. But again, that's a story for another day, right? And then you look at overall rebounding. They also have John Collins, who was a new acquisition for them. He's second on that team in scoring at 15 points per game, but he's averaging 8.9 rebounds per game. And then you have Walker Kessler rounding out that front court, averaging 6.9 rebounds per game, but two blocks per game he's averaging as well. So when it comes down to it, this is a team that is a very flawed offensive team as well in the Utah Jazz. Jordan Clarkson averaging 14 points per game, Colin Sexton averaging 12 points per game, and THT rounding it out as their only other double-digit scorer at 10.9 points per game. 
the Bulls' defense is more than equipped to try to, to try to deal with this team. But as we know, this Bulls team is also one of those teams that's susceptible to allowing a role player to completely go off and win the game for the other team. I'm not saying that the Chicago Bulls have the, the personnel to lock down Laurie Marketing. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what Torrey Craig does with Laurie Marketing. But even if Laurie goes off, the Bulls are more equipped to guard a player like John Collins, to guard uh, 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 Jordan Clarkson, to guard Colin Sexton. The Bulls have to, uh, cannot allow a team that has just not been great offensively to go off on them tonight offensively. And so defense is going to be a big key f- factor for the Chicago Bulls. But getting to the rim for the Bulls on the offensive side is not going to be easy when you have Walker Kessler in there and what he's able to do. He hasn't really built off of his rookie year in the way that we had thought. But again, they added a front guard player like John Collins into that team as well. We're maybe affecting that. But he's the only player averaging anywhere close to a block per game. But he does such a good job at timing his blocks that you may find it a difficult match getting to the rim for him. So this may be a game where DeMar DeRozan operating in that mid-range, him and Vooch. And to an extent, Kobe White as well can find success in that mid-range part of the game. And if we can hit our threes at a decent clip, right, not even saying taking a huge amount of volume threes, but if we can hit the threes that we take at a decent clip, this is a winnable game for the Chicago Bulls tonight against the Utah Jazz. Will they do it? That remains to be seen. But we'll be right here breaking it all down because you guys know we'll be on the pregame, the halftime hangout, and postgame shows all live on the channel tonight. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But otherwise, that's my time for today, guys, man. Let me know what you guys think. What are some of your predictions for the game against the Utah Jazz tonight? Hearing the offensive numbers, things like that for the big three. What are you guys thinking on that as well? Let me know all that down below. I want to hear from you guys, so sound off. But otherwise, make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episode, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.